is a workplace side hug. Side hugs are short, sweet, and to the point. Mini episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, the goal is always the same. Help us all build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy without a whole new degree. So Shannon, this week I am excited because what we're talking about is such a depressing thing. <laughs> and it is... Should I not be talking about it as as uh, perky as I as I am talking about it? Well, when you said like I'm excited, <laughs> I was thinking you're really like you're excited to talk about how to maybe deal with being passed over for a promotion. I don't know if I'm excited to talk about this, but alas, like this is what's on our listeners' minds, and we want to give some helpful tips and tidbits to support folks through the real, honest stuff that happens in your career experience, which may include being passed over for a promotion. Well, and I think um, inevitably you will be passed over for a promotion. And I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I think it's going to happen to you. I think knowing that you won't get every single thing in life is is good. It's humbling. It um, allows you to like re refocus and 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 invest in the things that will make you better. And it'll also um, I think it's it's bound to happen. And so I think walking through some some tips and tricks and experiences that you and I have had, I think will be helpful for others, especially if they're starting out. And even if they're not starting out, like dealing with this will happen always. And so it's like, how do you how do you deal with it? I think it's really important. So yeah. Shannon, where where do you want to start with this one? Yeah, uh, my first tip here would be to make sure that you actually give yourself space to grieve. There was this thing that you were hoping for that didn't happen. And it's okay to feel sad about that. I think the more that you can give yourself space to grieve and process the ending, if you will, of like what was a hopeful season of your life or hopeful season of your career, even just in this micro moment of this potential promotion you were hoping for, uh, the better. Because it's going to allow you to show up with more emotional intelligence inside the office if you're giving yourself some time and space to be with yourself and how you're feeling sad about it outside the office. So this is probably a few years that you can give yourself to grieve or (laughs) what time frame are we looking at here? Like, like a pint of Ben and Jerry's or like a freezer full? Like where, where on the, on the realm of Ben and Jerry's? I mean, I think every human is different. So I'm not real keen on like setting up a time frame, so to speak, but I am real keen on making sure that you're being mindful of emotional intelligence and boundaries, perhaps in and outside the workplace. So okay. people who don't get promoted, like I remember leading a team and maybe people didn't get the promotion they were hoping for and like them being whiny complainers like basically like bringing the whole rest of the team down because they didn't get what they wanted not cool so you take as long as you need to but be mindful about the spaces with which you're choosing to allow yourself to indulge if you will indulging in the middle of a team meeting being woe is me probably not the right place yeah taking a moment with your work spouse or work best friend to say, I just need to go for a walk and talk, like, this really sucks. Yeah, of course, do that. Okay, I think that's fair. I think it's... Would you put a time frame on it? No, but I think it's one of those things where, like, the what the advice we're giving you is create that space to grieve. Yeah. Grieve, but do it in the right spaces. And so, like, find those people, debrief to them, and then at some point, they're going to tell you, like, 
buck up and stop whining about this yep. if you continue to do it. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's the limit is that you will burn people on your complaininess. Yeah. Your complacency and your woe is me attitude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Rami, what's your first tip on this topic? My question is, like, were you punching above your weight class? Mm. So I think it's all perspective in that, like, was this something that was a sure thing? Or was this something that was a long shot? And if it was that you were like batting for a long shot and you didn't get it, it's like, well, at least you got the opportunity to try. And I think get feedback coming out of it and try and understand like why. And if the answers are you're too junior, it's like, okay, what am I too junior on? What are the things that I can work on coming out of this? Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we look at it and we go, well, we didn't get it because that other person was better. Well, Maybe, but also could be that like you were just lacking in something that they needed for that role. And I think being able to ask that question as opposed to just saying, oh, okay, well, thank you. Like, cause, cause you'll get that a lot, right? Like, oh, we went with somebody else for this. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, not a problem. Was it something, was it a skill set that I was missing? Was it experience that I'm missing? Like, can you, can you elaborate on why? And I think understanding that and being cognizant enough to ask that question, Mm -hmm. I think, is impressive to the person you interviewed with and the person telling you. Because I think that's not something that gets asked a lot. I think a lot of times it's just like, okay, thank you for the feedback. Like, I'm on my way. But I think being able to ask that question and and whether or not they want to give you direct feedback at that point is really on them. But I think being able to ask and understand what it is may give you some Um, clear direction on what to go and work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And how can you leverage that feedback if you do find you were punching above your weight, so to speak, to use Rami's phrase, how do you leverage that to create a new learning agenda for yourself? You know, so like if that is a a job or a skill set or something that you're like, yeah, dang it, I really do want to get to do that work every day. Awesome. Understand what do you need to learn? How do you need to shore up your abilities to be able to punch at that weight? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next piece of advice here is to make sure that you're separating the facts from the story that you might be telling yourself about not getting this job or this promotion. And what I mean by that is that facts are things that we can see and hear. And stories are the meaning that we make about the facts. So a personal story here. I can, I'm a little bit embarrassed to see and Maybe I, if I went back, I could find one. I think the first time that I didn't get a job that I applied for wasn't until I was 30 years old. Uh, and I remember I was, I was like a finalist. There were four people finalists for this job. And I remembered thinking like, when I didn't get the job thinking like, oh my God, it means that I'm just a failure. Like I am terrible. Like I, the, I'm just embarrassed. Like clearly I wasn't qualified to apply for this (laughs) job. Like F, 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 F. And then I remember journaling about it and the idea coming to me of like, okay, wait a second. Like, (laughs) it's also possible that you were like 96% right for the job and somebody else was 97 and they went with the 97. So that's what I mean by saying like, notice what are the actual facts? Like fact, I didn't get this job story. I'm telling myself, it means that I'm a total utter failure Failure. and I shouldn't have even applied. When there an equally plausible story is that maybe one of the other three candidates who was a finalist 
was just 1% better and they're uh-huh. out to get the best possible fit and no one can harm them for that. Well, I like that too because, and and maybe the advice here is like, how do you in that moment write down two columns, right? Facts and story. Yep. Story, emotions. Because I think you're right on, right? Like it was down to four people. Yep. I was one of the four people. Yep. I got to that last round. I think all of those things say like you are a you you are I was a uh, decent a candidate. <laughs> yeah, you were a qualified candidate that that could have gotten the job. Yes. It wasn't like they saw your resume from the beginning and said like we don't even want to talk to you. Like right. you got through all of those like initial 50 steps. Right. It was just that at the last moment like there was 1% maybe that was different and I think that's all emotion, that's all story, but but the separation of the facts from that, I think, is really important. So how do you separate the facts from the story when you're when you're grieving about that situation? Yes, yes, exactly. Rami, what's your final tip for us? So my final tip is if you're going from promotion internally, I think you have to take some perspective and realize, does it validate or invalidate your standing in the company? If your bosses are supporting you in in word alone, but they're not supporting you in actually helping you achieve your goals, then I think that helps you validate whether or not you should stay in that organization, right? Like the, the reason a lot of people leave their companies is their leaders and their teams. And I think if you find that through that process that whoever got the job, maybe their leader had gotten them prep meetings with people or had gone to those interviewees and given background and done those things and is willing to do those things on behalf of their employee, but your manager, your leader wasn't willing to do those for you. I think it helps validate your or invalidate how you feel about your role and and your leadership. And I think understanding that coming out of one of these situations is really important because either your leader's are going to sympathize and and empathize with you and say, look, like we're going to go get feedback. We're going to understand why this didn't happen. And we're going to make sure that we next time there's an opportunity like this, we're prepared that you're going to get that job in other situations to say like, Oh, didn't happen this time. It sucks. Yeah. And I think understanding that is really important because if you have a leader who's not going to be going all the way for you, You need to know that because you're going to have to fight a lot more to get that position and you're going to have to do a lot more work to get yourself promoted where if your leadership is truly there to help you get promoted, then I think it's how do you leverage them as you lead up to that next spot to make sure that you get it. Yeah. I'm going to take just like a little bit of an issue with what you said. Please. And say like, how do we point the finger back at ourselves? So I don't think it's 100% on our leaders to get our... It is not. Let me, no, my I, my I, opinion is I that it is that not statement. on our leaders to get us promoted or get us feedback after a, a rough interview. But I, I like the core message of what you're saying of like, leverage this as an opportunity to evaluate if you are supported or not in this company. Exactly. Yep. Whether that's supported developmentally, whether that's supported to get to the next level. And even if... I think it's freaking awesome if you can get a leader who will tell you, no, I don't support you for this position. And here's why. Because (laughs) that to me is very rare, where people are willing to have candid, uncomfortable conversations with employees about where they see their gaps. 
So if you have a leader that says, I don't support you and here's why, that still to me doesn't mean right off the company. If anything, to me, that means like you have a leader who is actually invested in getting you to where you need to be. Yes. And I think we'll do a slight pivot from where I started. I think it's validate or invalidate your your standing. I think it's understanding your leadership's uh, investment in you. I think having a leader tell you, I support you for this or I don't support you for this is the same to me in that Mm. they're willing to be vulnerable and tell you and and support you. Mm -hmm. I think when you have a leader that just says, oh, you want to do that thing? Okay, cool. I think that's that's what I'm getting at is like, do you have a leader who's willing to tell you you should or should not be able to get that thing and are willing to work with you on it? Or do you have a leader who just says, okay, cool, you want to do that thing? That's fine. Yeah, I call those people, this is, I'm just like coming up with some fun, talent passers, you know, or or like, or like, frankly, crappy talent passers, because Mm -hmm. that would happen a lot at Target, more often than maybe I care to admit, but like, hey, let's call it out as we see it now, um, where, where managers didn't want a person on their team. And so they would just be like, yeah, 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 I support you go interview for other jobs, but would provide little support resources, et cetera, to that employee, that's a dead giveaway that they're trying to pass talent. And I don't personally, as a leader, I tried to not do that or stand for that. And instead actually tell the person like, Hey, no, I'm not supporting you to go anywhere else because you've got some things that you need to shore up right here, right now. Um, Unless it was like a, a grave mismatch of skills. And I did feel like they could be competent at a different part of the company. Yep. But yeah, for the most part, like, no, let's not pass the buck on talent. I like that. Okay. I got a little bit off on a tangent there. Thanks for that. No, you called you called a spade a spade. And I appreciate that because I have a lot of issues with knowing which one is the spade and which one is the club when I'm playing cards. <laughs> and so the fact that you were willing to call a spade a spade, I, I, I can get behind that. Uh, okay. Well, now that we've called spades and clubs, uh, let's sum it up for you. Here are our top four tips. Create some space to grieve. Reflect. Were you punching above your weight? Number three, make sure that you're separating the facts from the story that you might be telling yourself about what it means that you didn't get this job or this promotion. And four, use it as a moment to reflect on how supported or not supported you are by leadership. And even if they say you're not supported, that could actually be a sign of support. Yes. Yep. (laughs) For you and your growth and development. So with that, we'd love to know how you deal with being passed over for promotion. So connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Hugs. <laughs>